You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for listening. I am Father Richard Kunst, and I'm here with Cindy Jennings, my co-host, and we've uh, been going through, we're three-quarters of the way through, and we've got another, uh, we have another guest on the line, Dr. Susan Winley-Doust from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Doctor, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you, Father. Glad to be here. It's great to have you. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. I am the Director of Missionary Discipleship for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. I've had that position for about three years now prior to that. I was uh, a college professor in theology, uh, mostly, most of that time, about 22 years worth, at St. Mary's University in Winona. Really? And I'm when? married and have five kids, so I'm busy. <laughs> when, yeah, I guess. When, sure. when did you start uh, teaching at Winona, in Winona? Oh, gosh. Um, at St. Mary's, I mean. Maybe 2002. Prior to that, I was teaching at University of St. Thomas in the Twin Cities for a few years. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm an alumni from IHM Seminary. Are you an alum? Yeah, from IHM, well, but I was... Good cardinals, little, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's right. Like, so I was actually I was there before it was even cardinals. So that goes to show my oh, age my. a little okay. bit. Yeah, it used to have a it used to have what they call a politically incorrect name. So uh, they changed it uh, after my freshman year. So um, uh, okay. So no, you're still teaching there, right? I'm not actually. No, I'm full time oh. with the diocese now. I, I just discerned that God was really calling me towards evangelization, and um, that the easiest way to do that was actually to step out of academia. Some people okay. make it work, but that was not my path. So, so what exactly? I love doing it. I love being there, but I love what I'm doing now, too. So it's all what's good. Your, what's your title for, with the diocese? Um, Director of Missionary Discipleship. Okay. What does that look like? I mean, I mean, tell us a little bit about that job. Yeah. I, it's Boy, it's a little bit of everything, to be perfectly honest. But um, about half of my job is working with parishes to try to help parishes rethink how they can become evangelizing parishes, you know, as Pope Francis suggests in The Joy of the Gospel. You know, what does that look like? Is it different than what we're doing? Usually, yes. Um, How do we do that? Uh, That's half of my job. And the other half of my job is really working with some diocesan initiatives to try to reach out to populations that um, don't know who Jesus Christ is. I mean, it's a little bit more hardcore evangelization. So maybe some of these initiatives are a little bit too much for an individual parish to take on and create on their own. So we try to do it as a diocese to allow parishes to sort of opt into it and um, work it in their own town or county. So do you find, do you find like pockets of population uh, down in the diocese of Winona, Rochester, that would, that would be particularly, I mean, cause it's, everyone knows who Jesus is, right? I mean, is there, is there, is there parts of the diocese well, that you really focus on in regards to people that don't know him at all? Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of people who have, like, never heard the name. Um, I would say there are a lot of people for whom that's it doesn't go much further than that. You know, they, they know the name, uh, but that's about it. It's mostly, I'm talking about our younger generation. Exactly. You know, if you look at those statistics with uh, the group that we call Gen Z College and high school aged at this point, and, you know, to a lesser degree, the millennials, the young adults, um, their understanding of what Christianity is is really limited, honestly, really, really limited. And they're almost always not thinking of it in terms of a personal relationship with God. They, they think of it as like, you know, an arm of a political party, 
or, you know, some kind of institution that, you know, nice enough. They do some good things. You know, my parents had some connection with them, but it's not speaking to them. They, they really, they're missing the relationship piece. They're, they're missing the piece that, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord and has an incredible plan for your life. You know, it's not personal. Um, so they're not listening. And that's what we're trying to do in Southern Minnesota is we're trying to find ways to reach out to people who are not in the pews, frankly, and we want to get them into a encounter with Jesus Christ through his church. One of the, um, one of the, we had a guest on for the first hour, Father Mike Schmitz, and he's a, he's one of the, my brother priests in the diocese of Duluth. And sure. we were talking, we were talking about that whole evangelization thing. And uh, we didn't talk about it this hour, but I remember him saying at one point, uh, he, I, he may have even coined the phrase, the Catholic atheist. And the definition, at least that I heard from him, was that a Catholic atheist is somebody who comes to church every Sunday, but they never think of God otherwise oh. until, they come, until they come back to church. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, is and, that, that, and that's is really that... kind of part of the focus of the new evangelization. Really, yeah. was um, that John Paul II really took and ran with, and it really got us going on that. Was thinking about it's like you know there are people in the pews who would, you know, if you ask them are you Catholic, they would say yes, but they have no meaning behind that, right? Exactly. It's more or less a cultural connection than any kind of spiritual connection. Right. And you would think that would actually be the easiest thing to work with. In my experience, it's actually the hardest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they think because they, they think they necessary. already are Catholic and they're already all good. Because they already exactly, think exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like what I've got this right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thank you for so doing this. There's a lot of work this. to do. There's a lot this of work. Is, this is so well needed, and I thank you for this. I am God bless you. I'm going to be praying for you. This is such a well needed spot. I'm wondering, are you guys doing anything for um, Holy uh, the confirmation students? Is there anything? Because I feel like sometimes we lose them too. Is there anything better we can do with that? Are you working with them at all, or just outside the church? Well, not directly. I mean, we we also have a director of faith. Faith formation, and I work with him, of course, you know, I, well, we're trying to not be in silos and be talking to each other and informing each other's work, but I mean, that's not my direct piece. I have opinions about everything, so. <laughs> oh, you're like me. I like that. We should have lunch. Yeah, I'm a great radio interview, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, I have a child who's actually going through confirmation right now, my third is uh, doing it, so this is our third time around going to confirmation classes, and um it's an enormous challenge, to be perfectly honest. Uh, in our diocese, we confirm uh, when uh, young people are usually in 10th grade. Yes. Uh, so they're usually about 15. Uh, in a perfect, ideal world, I, I think it should be younger, but, you know, other people think it should be older. The, the biggest piece is how do you get people who are submitting to the confirmation process, a sacrament of initiation, mind you, you know, not, not, a, not a quiz, you know, not, not a high school degree, but a sacrament of initiation presumes that a person has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is meant to, you know, really facilitate that and to uh, keep that fire burning, right, for a relationship right. for the rest of their lives. So, you know, whatever people choose to do in terms of confirmation, and there are lots of options there, uh, regardless of what age it happens, you know, something that really focuses on getting these young people to be open to 
and to make the step to commit to an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ through his church is key. I mean, I'm not a big fan of confirmation as our last gasp to um, get some good catechism into people. I'm all in favor of good catechism, but if it, they don't have a personal relationship with Christ, it's like water sliding off a duck. Uh, right. They're not interested, yeah. you know? No. Do I, I remember anything about Astro good. One? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and support groups, I think, are good. We had a college student that did very well with saying, as soon as you connect to a group in college, that's where you're going to find the support. And, you know, people like you is super important yeah. for, you know, keeping in the faith and having that relationship. Yeah. And it, um, yeah. yeah. And, and it really is a relationship thing. You know, it's like I've got RCI going on right now, and i got somebody in the class who has no interest in becoming Catholic. And it's like he, in the class, it's like every class wants to be an argument. And so... Uh, you know, yeah. to, to me, it's like, you know, you can't win people over by logic. Very few people mm-hmm. get won over by logic. They get won over by relationships and something in the heart. And so I, I do think that that personal relationship and that invitation is critical in evangelization. Or asking questions, because asking questions make them do the work and make them change and want it. I right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and this is one of the things when we're talking about relationships, you know, you immediately get into the messy reality that... For every person, it's going to be a little bit different, right? I mean, some people do respond to, you know, the logic and the great Catholic intellectual tradition that we have mm-hmm. within Christianity, uh, within, you know, our Catholic Church. Um, but other people almost use argumentation like a shield, right? And in fact, I think I find that more often than not. Um, and I remember hearing a story from a friend of mine who works in St. Paul Street Evangelization, and he knew this person was uh, not Catholic, well, not Christian at all. I mean, in fact, he was an atheist, and it's like, you know, how can you possibly... I mean, they're actually on the street. They're talking about those. How crazy are you? Uh, and, and would constantly try to get into an argument about, you know, the existence of God, the existence, mm-hmm. of, God, the existence of God. And my friend finally had, like, this um, light bulb moment, this Eureka moment, probably a Holy Spirit moment, and thought, you know what? I'm going to tell him something entirely different. And he's like, you know what? I wanted to ask you lunch because I-, I want to tell you why I'm Catholic. It's kind of, finally, I've been asking you for over and you never and ever and ever. Well, it may not be why you expect. It's kind of Mother Teresa and began telling her story. And, and this man was a convert. Um, he's kind of, he was listening to her story and seeing her and what she did. It's like, who, what to make a person act this way? She doesn't seem crazy, you know, right. she doesn't seem like she's lost her mind. And that began to make me, you know, the beauty of her compassion for the people that others could not find compassion for, like, that was my door to becoming Catholic. I came to believe and understand everything that was taught after that, but she was the door, because she was a witness. And that opened that man's heart as well, (laughs) because that was the last thing that he expected, you Mm -hmm. know, and he couldn't argue against it. You couldn't argue against my friend's witness, and you couldn't argue against the witness of Mother Teresa. <laughs> we're, we're talking, to, really, Dr. We're talking yeah, to Dr. Susan Winley Douse from the Diocese of Rochester, Winona, Winona, Rochester. We'll be uh, talking, continuing this conversation shortly after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging. And live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Now is the time to stand up for life and dignity in Minnesota. Hello, this is Archbishop Bernard Hebda. Join Catholics across Minnesota for Catholics at the Capitol, April 15th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Be formed in the faith, informed on issues impacting life and dignity, and sent on mission to transform our state. We will celebrate Mass, hear from inspiring speakers, and head to the Capitol in a Eucharistic procession before meeting with legislators. Get your tickets at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Actually, I've been listening to Catholic radio since I was a kid. My mom got like a shortwave radio back in the day to pick up, pick up Mother Angelica's station. So my favorite, favorite shows on our Real Presence Radio would have to be, um, well, I, like, I love the Coming Home Network and listening to stories. And mm-hmm. um, there are so many good ones, though, that I really enjoy. Yeah, faith has always been an important role in the upbringing. My parents were always... Um, uh, we always had bedtime prayers that, in fact, we use those same prayers now, Teddy and I do with our children um, at bedtime. But um, they sent us to Catholic school, uh, but always uh, family and faith were always a very integral part of our upbringing. We went to Mass together, and well, and my uncle, Father John, who is a priest, was always a, pr- a role there, always a presence in our family. So it seemed very good and normal, and um, we had all Catholic friends. It seemed we, we really loved our faith growing up. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Richard Kunst, and I've got Cindy Jennings here along my side as my co-host. We're talking to Dr. Susan Winley-Douse from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. One quick question, Doctor. Sure. Did you have a hard time changing how you said your diocesan name when you added Rochester? <laughs> and do you say Rochester, Winona? Uh, you know, it's, yeah, um, a lot of people still do. Yeah. <laughs> Winona, Rochester. It's a mouthful. And, so we're and, proud of all of it. <laughs> and, and how long have you been full-time with them again? Uh, about three years, yeah. Three years, okay. And um, uh, obviously we're talking about different programs that you uh, are in charge of and the work that you do within mm-hmm. the diocese. we got a program coming up this weekend that maybe you can speak a little bit to. Sure. I mean, this is not actually a diocesan program, but um, yeah, I'm happy to talk about it because that means anybody can come and it's easy. It's online. Um, and it's a conference uh, called The Adventure of Sharing Christ, Catholic Women Evangelizing to a World in Need. And as far as I know, it's the only conference that I've seen with, that actually brings together um, Catholic women evangelists um, to talk about, you know, what do women in particular bring to the art of evangelization? There are a lot of evangelization conferences out there at this point, and I enjoy all of them, encourage people, you know, <laughs> go to all of them, any of them. Um, but this one, I think, is unique, and it's honestly a little bit of a love project on my part. Uh, there are a number of women speaking who don't typically get um, a platform um, at, at a major conference, but they're really, really active in doing evangelization in their own place, um, and in a, a lot of different places all over the United States, and we have a woman from the Philippines to do. So I think it'll be great. I, I think people will come away 
um, really hopeful and inspired, and it's fully open to both women and men because we you know women go to men, to conferences where men are speaking. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, no, as a man, I take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this isn't a women's conference, I guess is what I'm saying. It just okay. happens to be all, that all the speakers are women because of the topic that we're talking about. So, so um, is it? This is a totally digital thing. It's nothing is in person. It's nothing in person. No. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's hosted by Smart Catholics, which is a new uh, social media platform, and they've really been getting into doing the online conferences uh, lately. Uh, so, it was just a great opportunity. Um, very little positive, in my opinion, about this pandemic, but, you know, one of the silver linings is you get to work on things like this a little more easily with people across the United States, you know, for the benefit of a larger group. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's that's great. So, I mean, uh, I mean I'm mean, i assuming that in your role, certainly in a, as a college professor, but even in your role at the diocese, that you're used to talking in front of crowds. It's got to be a little, bit of a, a little bit of an adjustment to be talking in front of a camera. Yeah, you know, everybody who does this, like, it's not the same, and I don't really like it. Having said that, you know, I've also been on the receiving end of these online conferences, and you just adjust, right? I mean, if, if the content is good and if the speaker is good, it's going to work. It's going to work. Yeah, I mean, uh, so tell, tell the listeners exactly how they can sign up for this conference. Sure. Um, you can go to smartcatholics.com, and if you go there... Uh, you will see a link towards the top uh, that says events. Click on that, and it'll be the first thing you see. There's a huge banner. It says, The Adventure of Sharing Christ, Catholic Women Evangelizing a World in Need, and you click on that, and that tells you how to sign up. And it's Saturday and Sunday. Um, most of these presentations are live. A few of them are pre-recorded. If you can't attend all of it, or even just this weekend is packed for you, you could still sign up for it, and you can catch the replays later. So that's how you get there, com. So as a professional evangelist and somebody's just, let's say somebody's just tuning in and they want to get like, I don't know, give me three, give me three or four uh, um, tips of basic, hardcore, good evangelizing oh, tips. That's good. Yes. What I would they that. be? Okay. All right. Three tips. Three or All four. Right. You, you, First you, off, you <laughs> just stop me. I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First off, I mean, if you're going to be an evangelist, and you should be if you're baptized because you're called to it, right? Exactly. You should spend some time thinking about how do you share your own story? Okay, what is your story? You know, why are you Catholic? And, you know, come up with something a little better than the easy piece. It's like, well, you know, my parents raised me in the faith, and, you know, it's one of my friends are. It's like, you know, why are you Catholic in relationship to Jesus Christ? Some people are very comfortable saying that, but a lot of people aren't. And find a way to share that within, like, two minutes or less. Um, if you can do that, that's kind of an elevator speech, and you'll never know, once you have that in hand, where God's going to ask you to use it. I mean, <laughs> you'll be talking to somebody and say, well, you know, you know why I'm Catholic? <laughs> yeah. And like I was saying in the previous example, most people have a hard time pushing back against witness. They may not agree with you at all, right? But it's a very gentle way to open into the conversation. And it's also, honestly, the way that it looks like it was done in the Book of Acts. I mean, people talk, you know, the apostles talked about their witness, right? You know, that, that, that's what happened. They didn't sit down and create a classroom, per se, first mm-hmm. thing. So be ready with your witness. Okay, be ready with your witness. You know, the second point is, you know, walk the walk. It's, 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm big about using the words when you need them, but if you aren't walking the walk as a Christian to begin with, um, those words are going to fall on pretty rocky ground. And when you are really invested in your faith and you're comfortable, you know, dropping hints about that, just letting people know, it's like, yeah, that happens someday. And your, wit- your witness through your character may go a lot further than you think. I, I have a friend who is converting to the Catholic faith, and she has said afterwards is that part of the reason she did was that the Catholics that she knew online were, were just more charitable, more loving, and uh, you know, just more kind than the other Christians that she knew. Hmm. And I was um, thankful <laughs> and a little floored, honestly. <laughs> but, but that was her experience, right? She was convinced by the character of the people. Okay, so witness character, and don't be afraid to invite people. Exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah, I was waiting for that. Up. I was waiting for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be afraid to invite people. Don't think they're going to come in on their own because people want to be invited. And if you've never been to a church before, it's a really scary thing to just walk mm-hmm. in cold. You know, I mean that's yeah. crazy scary. We need to invite them, and not just invite them, but you know, invite them to come with us, right? Yeah. No, yeah, if it's great. not mass, you know, something that's a little bit more gentle, like coffee mm-hmm. with you for a conversation. Yep. But yeah, get used to creating an invitational culture. We really need to do that across the board. Yeah, doctor, that's thank wonderful. you very much. We're talking. We've been talking to Doctor Susan Win. Uh, Windley Douse from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about evangelization, which is, as you said, uh, doctor, it's like if you're baptized, that's your job. It's your vocation. That's what sure we're is. supposed to do. And so thank you very much, and good luck with the um, uh, the presentation. I'm sure you can do great if this interview is any indication. So good luck and with your work <laughs> and with this weekend. So good to talk to you. Oh, God bless. Thanks so much God, for both of you. God bless All right, you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that, that just about uh, wraps things up for us, um, uh, uh, Cindy. What we do, we you know, my favorite part of the show always, when when Eli's the voice in the head, mm-hmm. my favorite part of the show is when Eli comes back on the air. And Aww. so it's like the whole two hours, it's like I'm just waiting just for waiting. the end of oh. the show. Not because it's the end, so but cute. because we have Eli coming on. He only so, listens because so he wants to see if I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> well, there's some truth that's to that. True. <laughs> that's that's 100% and, true. And when Therese is on the air with us, I never correct her. But when you're on the air, I tend to correct you for some reason. But So, um, Eli, why don't you tell us a little bit about the next show that we got? Yeah, absolutely. We've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Brandon Clark and Heather Carroll coming to you from the Fargo studio. They'll talk about the 20-year celebration, celebrating 20 years of Real Presence Radio. Then hear about some ways to grow in purity this Lent. All that and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. 9 to 11 a.m. Central right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Or, of course, you can listen to it anywhere around the world online at realpresenceradio.com. Another great thing you can find at realpresenceradio.com slash store is the Real Presence Radio online store, which we had extended. It was supposed to close on March 1st. It's actually going to close tomorrow on Wednesday. So you got one more day to order your cool RPR gear. We've got jackets. We've got polos. We've got cardigan. We've got all sorts of cool stuff. Check it out at realpresenceradio.com slash store. Perfecto. You. Wow, you've been Perfecto. doing this for a while, haven't you? Uh-huh. Because what do you got? What it you seems got? like last time that you were on the air with us, it's like I found like three or four things that you kind of like screwed up. <laughs> See, it I helps tell when I do a short preview of the next show. The that's, less items there are to preview, the less items there are to mess up. That's true. <laughs> I, I am really, I'm really looking forward, actually, Eli, to, to next week because I'm going to see you again. Yeah, Duluth Banquet coming up. And it's not too late to register, I don't think. So if you check that out at realpresenceradio.com slash banquet. 
but we do have really limited numbers, of course. We do. Yep. Because following all of the Minnesota guidelines and all exactly, that good stuff. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Eli. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's uh, been a great show, and we look forward to being with you again next month. May Almighty God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.